listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, Jeff Riggs, and me, C.C. Broadus. The Auxiliary Gate, big problem. This is CC Broadus for episode number 155 of the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. Joined by my pal Alan Schneider. Alan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man. It's a it's a great evening in Lou KY. We don't get a whole lot of great evenings in Lou KY, but it seems like today's pretty good or whatever. How are you doing, pal? All right. The weather's turned uh, gorgeous, uh, but I think heat is on the way. It's going to get kind of hot maybe in the next few days, but uh, no, nothing matches it like the racing action does is that correct uh yeah i think i saw this gonna be up in the 90s like the state fair is starting here in 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 louisville which i'd forgotten about it was a big thing when i was younger but one of the tenets of the state fair starting is 90 something degree weather and you know when when it comes so it's back it's back and that's true ellis park weather as they get ready to close the meet isn't it true ellis park weather that's there exactly right yeah it's kind of something we avoided this summer but uh that's very thankful for that Indeed. So uh, yeah. we got a special pod tonight, special edition. We got a couple friends on. Uh, one is a uh, uh, a rookie to uh, to our uh, to what we do, but the other one is uh, probably a fixture on our Mount Rushmore. Of, oh yeah, uh, yeah, of Auxiliary <laughs> Gate podcast guests. Uh, but Alan, I'm going to uh, to uh, let you do the honors. You know, uh, one of the well, spoiler alert: the rookie. Uh, and the veteran are both going to be on here in a minute, and we're going to segue in real quick uh, with this little intro. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, female riders here in the state of Kentucky and in the surrounding area, and hell, even all over the, the country these days or whatever, uh, they're going great guns right now, it seems like to me. You can name a bunch. There's a, there's a buddy fighting fit, Farron, right, Peterson. Uh, Hannah Leahy, is it Hannah Leahy? CC comes to mind up at Indianapolis. She's really good. I don't know. There's a, is it Sevilla Vives or Vives? Do you know that name, CC? I do not. I'm sorry. Uh, I think she's up in the, the Northeast somewhere. There's, of course, there's Chantel Sutherland, uh, Jacqueline Davis. I mean, there's, there's a wide variety. I'm forgetting a few, but, uh, uh, a lot of people Murray. don't realize who? Uh, it was E.M. E. Uh, Murray. E.M. Murray in Louisiana. There's a couple more in Louisiana. Louisiana yeah. and Indiana seem like they have a lot. Aubrey but, uh, Green. Aubrey, Aubrey Green. Green. That's what I was yeah. trying to think of. Uh, Jane Elliott. We could go on and on. Uh, oh, there's a, there's quite a few these days. And those women are all doing great work. Uh, we're we're big fans. We're particularly Farron. Um, but you know they they kind of I don't say they owe their career to but they there were some trendsetters before them, and I don't think a lot of people realize it that uh, one of them is. The queen of the Auxiliary Gate podcast, Michelle Lovell, who's with us, all right. She's one of them. A lot of people don't realize she was a jockey back in the day. And her BFF uh, and Mary Jo Robke, as when she, her writing career was Mary Jo Ironman, she's with us today. So the, those two ladies are going to talk with us this evening about what it was like being a jockey, a female jockey in the 80s, the 90s, and how much fun and how much uh, anything else that went along with it. So without further ado, let's introduce them. Miss Michelle, you can lead off. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm doing great, guys. It's good to be with you again. 
Yeah, it's been a while. It's been far too long, has it? I it bet you've has. not been on here in a year. Well, we haven't done a whole lot. Well, no, I've been in. I've been here. Has it been a year? Maybe. Yeah, I've been on a bunch, though. Yes, you have, and it's uh, been it's been a long a long time. But we're back now. We're going to talk about that riding career. Uh, before we get to Mary Jo, uh, who started riding before you did, as I recall, um, we'll start off with um, real quick. You know, you are a trainer first and foremost. That's what people know you for at the moment. Uh, outside of being the star of this podcast, um, you got a stable full of horses going right now. I know you got some babies that you're excited about. Before we get into this whole jockey thing, were there any uh, young babies you got that you were really excited about that people might want to know about? Um, yeah, I have a I have for my stable like 15 or 16 two-year-olds right now trying to get them to the races. So um, they all got some, you know, potential. Uh, they're a lot of fun right now. Uh, we have one that uh, – two that have run, and I like both of them. Uh, one's in tomorrow. We're going to uh, scratch him. Um, he he got cast in a stall, and, and um, we're just going to wait for another day, unfortunately for us. Marcus Gift, that. right? Marcus Gift, yeah. that's the one? He's a beautiful animal. Yeah, I really like that horse a lot. So we're going to wait for another day on him. Um, and so, yeah, I, don't, I mean, they're we're trying to get gate cards and trying to get them to the races uh, um, at Churchill. You know, trying to push them to get some Ellis Park action with them. You know, we got a couple. We, we got one. Uh, Marcus ran at Colonial. And we shipped him. We took him up there, and he ran third. And uh, so anyway, yeah, babies are fun. Just we're not quite there with a bunch of them yet. So, so we're thinking we're going to see a lot more of them in like the, uh, the September, yeah, September meet at Churchill, the November meet at Churchill, Keeneland. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're you know we're looking forward to that. I can assure you that. Um, and don't can don't I? You have, yeah, go right ahead, I, CC. Can I interrupt? I was just curious how Redefined came out of her stake at uh, Saratoga last weekend. Yeah, she's all right. Um, it was a tough spot. She, you know, I hadn't had her very long after we bought her. Um, and she hadn't been doing a lot in between uh, her last race. So uh, she ran a really nice race, um, looked like she was going to be third and kind of hung just on the very end. So, um, yeah, she's a lovely filly. Yeah, I like her a lot. I think she's got some potential for the yeah. same same ownership as uh, Change of Control, yeah. the original CC. The original CC, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Take it away. Well, I just can say before we get into that, also, you, the big guy is going to be going soon, right? Up in West Virginia, a lot of people don't realize where, where the big guy's headed next, uh, Damon's Mound. Yeah, he is. He's going to run. Um, we're going to enter him for um, the big day over there on the 25th, which is a week away. At Charlestown, yeah. right? At wow, Charlestown. that close? That close, yeah. Yes, it's in a week. And where are we going, seven furlongs in that? Is that a, that's a two-turner. Right. Yes. I think that track, I believe, is six furlongs. So, oh, yeah. Have you ever ridden? Have you ever have you ever started a horse at Charlestown? I have never started one. And I've never been there. Mm-mm. And how much is that purse? That's got to be a pretty solid purse over that night. Three fifty, I believe. <laughs> I could I could use three fifty. Could you use three fifty? I sure could. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> nice. If it was mine, but yeah, we need the win. So, um, you know, he's he's one of the top horses I think, and there are some really good horses, but. Um, we're just gonna go for it. I'm telling you this. Uh, if those anybody that hasn't seen that, that horse is a freaking tank. Yeah. And he has run so much better than people uh, have given him uh, realized this year. He basically dead heated with the winner of the Ellis Park Derby, right? 
the yeah. other day. He, he did. He with him a couple of day, a weeks back at Churchill. But uh, so there's Michelle for you guys. The people you may not be aware of, but Michelle certainly is, is Mary Jo, as I said earlier, Mary Jo Robke, the former Mary Jo Ironman. Now, I'm 53 years old. I've been around Kentucky racing for a long time. And I remember Mary Jo as a jockey. And she rode in, a, in an era even before Michelle did and stuff. And we're going to maybe hear a little bit about that. Uh, she was on this circuit. And Mary Jo, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And when's the last time you were on TV or radio? Is this is this the first for you for a while? It's about, been about 40 years, I would oh have to God. say. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't get a chance to ask Michelle. That's probably going to ask you up ahead of time. Do you miss riding? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe in spirit, but, uh, you know, sometimes I think that it'd be fun to go out and get on some horses and then it'll rain or it'll be cold or something like that. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. So, you know, as I was saying a moment ago, um, you've been riding, you were a jockey even before Michelle was a jockey. And like I said, your career predates hers. When did you start riding for people that don't know? And there's a lot of people out there, maybe as old as myself, that remembers you quite uh, as well. So uh, when did you start? I'm thinking it was 1977. Oh, my God. Is, I know, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> which, which used to feel like 10 years ago, but it really doesn't anymore. It's, yeah, <laughs> it was a long time ago, and I was just a little kid and that's back when Cawthon that was just right after Steve Cawthon started and he gave he gave a lot of people you know the itch to start riding so we grew up together um his dad was a blacksmith and shoot horses for my dad and it was you know just that is so cool he was my crush I have um somewhere in a box I have carried around all my life a scrapbook with all his uh victories <laughs> really yeah yes yeah have you met him before you know what um i met him once in the paddock i this is so funny um we were just talking mary joe yesterday to cliffy he said how many horses i saddled three horses for wesley ward and they've all won <laughs> and uh and see uh, he was in the paddock for one he owned uh, a piece of one that i saddled really yeah, yeah. but i didn't i didn't get to meet him you know, I just shook his hand and saddled this horse. So, uh, well, would you like to meet him? Would you Would you like to meet him again, perchance? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I, believe it or not, even though you're far more connected in the industry, I think I can probably arrange that. You can. All right, cool. Maybe well, I'll pull out my scrapbook. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk off air. I know somebody who knows him very well, so we'll talk off air. Okay. Okay. Cool. You got it. Um, so, Mary Jo, you said you started riding in 77. Now, yeah. you told me something interesting. How old were you when you had your first sanctioned I was, race? I was very young, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I don't ever admit anything. But, yeah, I started uh, pretty – in fact, they, they weren't going to let me ride. They before you had your driver's license, perhaps, before then? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. I would say it was we before I had my driver's license. Yeah, they weren't going to let me ride. Because they had, you know, they watched us, all of us kids growing up. And uh, the head steward, who's now, I'm, I'm sure he's long gone, said, you know, I'm not going to do it. So my crazy dad took me to the Civil Liberties office <laughs> and marched me in there, marched me in there and told me to tell him that they wouldn't let me ride because I was a girl. And that's what I did. And... Uh, That'll shake up a corporation right there. (laughs) 
So he played the gender card, right? That they were, even though he it was really about the, your age. Yeah, he played. He, we didn't age wasn't brought into it at all. He we we told him they wouldn't let me ride because I was a girl, and it probably took about twenty four hours. And uh, Jack Canasian, who who was I guess he owned River Downs at that time, called me in and said, "Go ahead, we're going to let you ride." <laughs> So no without him going in there, without that threat, you probably wouldn't have ridden at that point, no, right? No, not 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 at not that time. No, more years. <laughs> yeah, not wow. at that time. Now, because you did again, you do predate Michelle's writing career, and you're a female writer back then. Were there other female writers in you know at River Downs in that area? Because again, I didn't. There was. Um, I can remember Mary Bacon had started before me. There was. They were just starting to pop up. It was starting to become a thing. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I remember Mary Ellen Hickey and Mary Dozer around here. I don't know that, that if you predate them as well. Too. I think I predate them. I'm trying to think. I get a bonus points every time I use the word predate. By the way, I think I'm up to about seven points. I know it makes me feel like a dinosaur when you say that. I mean, I was um, drawing sick ponies. I was drawing sick horses <laughs> when you were riding races. I was dreaming of owning a horse. That's so funny. When did that When did that first win come? Oh, geez. I think I, I rode six. It was my 16th race. Really? That's pretty yeah, good. For a guy uh, named Larry Lotz. And I'm not, I think his brother might still be alive, Ronnie Lotz. They were, um, yeah, he just stuck with me. I don't know why, because honestly and truthfully, you know, I wasn't very good when I first started riding. I can look back and I can say that now because, you know. <laughs> I, but you could have put a stick on my butt and seen me in seven states. I mean, I really had, but there was nobody that was, nobody was what? teaching anybody then. Right. I, you learned on your own. I learned it was, yeah, I was all self-taught and, you know, I was nowhere near ready to, I wasn't even ready for anything like that. I remember my first race going back behind the gates and I was panicking. I was like, what, what am I doing? I do not belong here. And I said to the starter, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I've changed my mind, and I'd like to get off now, and you need to go get somebody else to ride this horse. And he just told me to shut up and get in the gate. And that was pretty much – and then you got to remember the people that I was riding with, you know, girls were a new thing. They exactly. That's what I was getting to. Yes, yeah. exactly. They weren't – they tried to kill me. I mean, they – they absolutely slammed me coming out of the gate so hard. My feet flew out of the stirrups. And because I didn't fall off, this is what the steward said, because I didn't fall off, I didn't have to ride two races to get my license. They were just going to give it to me right then. Really? So because I got your... my feet back in the stirrups and, and got around there, and I think I finished fifth, they, um, they gave me my license. So to be clear, was it – were they – rough on you because it was your first race and they were doing it to anybody or did they do it to you girl did they just because, because a you're girl. a girl oh because i was a girl yeah you i back then i had beer thrown on me i had people hurl hot dogs at me it was rough <laughs> back then jesus christ i it mean was I, you know, yeah and, and you were a little kid that's terrible did it get yeah. any better <laughs> yeah it, it actually did and it's, it's now, so it's a little weird to me because I was I was going to ask this of both of you, but I'll go ahead and do it now. 
you know, because I'm thinking, okay, there's guys, there's young girls, right? They can go, this can go two ways. They can give them a little bit of a pass because, you know, they might want to, you know, might want to hook up, might want to get a little interest going or whatever, or they be complete dicks and try to knock you out of the saddle. And, and so is, was it more of the first or more of the latter? Uh, they would, well, I mean, the, the older riders, the older established riders on that circuit, like Michael Ewing and, I mean, I can, I can remember the ones that really gave me a hard time. They, they, they were, they usually weren't very nice. Really? Put it that way. Yeah. They, (laughs) they were rough. So. That's a constant thing. And it was to every jockey, did they do it to most of the younger jockeys or more so to you because you're female? Oh, it was, it was strictly because I was a girl. Yeah, absolutely. They did, but they were the, trying to stop it. Yeah. The flip side of that to me is, and you tell me if I'm wrong, it made winning those times that you won that much sweeter, didn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, of course it was, um, I just thought it was, you know what? I didn't look at it like it was abnormal. I just thought that was a normal thing. Oh, I'm a girl. They're going to give me a hard time. That's, that's just the way it was. As you as you got older and you got more experienced, rider, did you maybe throw a little chicken wing here? Maybe did you get a little more aggressive? Uh, pass on yeah, some things you so thought, or what? I've been involved in fights and um, <laughs> those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Michelle. So over to you, real quick. Now, again, she said she started riding in 1977. Do you recall what year you started riding in? Yeah, I rode um, my first race in November of 88. Okay, And you're from, I believe your career was in South Florida, is that right? Most of it was South Florida racing, yeah. I I went one year in 93, like right before I quit riding, to ride at Monmouth and Belmont, Saratoga, Atlantic City uh, parks when it was Philadelphia Park. So I spent that summer riding at all those tracks, and but the rest of the time I was Calder, Hialeah. I won my first race at Hialeah, which is the the greatest place ever, and um, and Gulfstream, and Tampa for a bit. Now you know I've known you for a while now, and I did not know that you rode that much in the Northeast. I I knew you was from in the in the South Florida portion. Uh, that, that, I guess the the question I have right off the bat is, what did you like the best? Well, I mean, I loved my I, – I spent the summer of 93 ride at living with Julie Crone, um, written a ring from her, and um, that was a real fun summer. Um, that was the year she won the Belmont, so that was exciting. And uh, I rode at Saratoga, I think five times had two seconds, which was cool, and they still treated me like a winner. Well, on your walk back to the jocks room, which I just got to see the other day again when I was up there. I was like, this is so cool because the jocks walk, walk right by the, the crowd is cool, you know. And for me riding there, I guess they'd come and wanted my uh, my autograph, which was crazy. I finished second twice. But, wow. um, yeah, that was a fun time. But uh, I loved Hialeah, riding at Hialeah. And the, the year that I did really well at Gulfstream, they didn't make a big deal about it. Um, I was I was the leading bug rider uh, that meet and uh, with what, 19 wins at Gulfstream Park for the really for the winter meet which which was huge for a bug girl you know so yeah and I and I rode mostly Calder horses you know and, so they're, they're and, and correct me if I'm wrong 
your your job your name that time as your a writing name was Michelle Hanley, correct? Right. Some people would look it up. And uh, interesting uh, little factoid here. I knew Michelle and Mary Jo were coming on. I looked up some of their stats real quick. A little interesting note, Michelle's name is misspelled in Equibase. Her middle name is Renee, and it's spelled R-E-N-N-E. So uh, Equibase needs to fix her uh, name in there. I don't know who enters that stuff in there, but they misspelled your middle name. That's probably not their only mistake. <laughs> That's true, I'm sure. I'm sure you had 200 more wins, too, now I think about I, I, it. I think you should add a few more. Well, at least I won one I won one in Venezuela, which is, you know, of course it's not on there. <laughs> we don't really? count that one. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you get down to Venezuela? You know, we were invited. Uh, four of the girls uh, down in Florida were invited to go to Venezuela and ride in a special race, which um, I got to. I I I think they. I don't know how we got our horses, but I got a good horse and won by many. So it was really cool. Um, I rode, I think, four races there, but it was their biggest day, and. Um, it was really they they treated us like queens, and the girls that didn't get to ride very much there they were mostly gallop girls, so um they thought it was awesome that we come over there and and there was a special race for them actually, it was the Trump Taj Mahal that was the name of the race and, really? um mhm, yeah, he sponsored it, so uh that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun riding it was wasn't a long career, but it was. I, I rode with some really good riders, and my my career wasn't as rough as Mary Jo's. Of course, I didn't start when I was young. I started in my twenties, and um, I I've never been on the racetrack. You know, I, Mary Jo grew up. She grew up. Her dad was a trainer. I I just found my way to the track. So I, I'm pretty green and naive about the whole situation, but it was fun. I loved it. So you're saying that you didn't face quite the well, it's a lack of a better term, dickheadedness that uh, Mary no. Jo had to face. Did anybody treat you rough in a race, or was it if they did, oh. was it simply a result of just you being a jockey, not you being a woman? You know what? Um, honestly, I never was treated bad because I was a woman. Um, they, when we rode, when I was riding at Calder back in the day, we had some very, very talented riders that were riding there, and most of them were Panamanians, and they are were so talented, and they were already – polished and came over as bug riders so they were rough riders um they taught you to rough ride and so you had to hold your ground and they put you on heels i remember two of my really good friends uh one of them was mad because i picked up his 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 horse in a stake race and he had me on top of heels he wouldn't let me out and all i all i did was close my eyes and hang on and pull my horse back and heard my defeat hitting the horse in front of me thinking god i'm gonna go down any second finally got out of there got you know got run off into the the um the bushes uh, on the turf course uh oh my god they they were rode really rough but only because they rode really rough they were very rough i mean i mean i read the awesome rider and they give him grief every day <laughs> they rode like that every single day they called her yeah, I was going to ask you about that in particular because uh, you you actually used Irad this year's success. He won your race on a mm-hmm. on Derby Oaks, Oaks Day, right? Oaks Day, right. And you know, it, it, we, you and I have had a, a discussion about this previously about uh, rough riding when you were growing up and uh, when you were getting in the game. And so I, I kind of wonder, like Irad, and I'll use Irad as an example because he does catch a lot of heat for being overly aggressive. 
I don't know you might be a little biased because he won a race for you and stuff, but what's your take on Outright? Is he is he is he treated unfairly? Is I mean is that what he should do? Where do you fall on that on that uh, on the fence there? Well, you know, when I was riding, it was it was normal, and so you know they the really good riders never cross the line and put you over the fence or or you know, but they would hold you in they would hold you in spots, and that's what good riders do. That's what they get paid for, right? And uh, if you had enough horse. Sometimes you'd have to bully your way out of play, uh, out of the spot, and uh, and sometimes you couldn't get out because they had enough horse to hold you. But you know, a lot of times you'd push your way out. You would not really get taken down for those things unless you knocked a horse off a stride, like really impeded them. You know, so it was it was more normal for me to watch ri- uh, riders like that that were crafty and uh, aggressive, but not cross the line. And I hate to see a rider like bang into someone else's horse using my horse for it or mm-hmm. banging into my horse because horses could get hurt. And then you have the, you know, you also have um, riders that can go down if they're put in too tight. You got to give a little bit in races, you know, now they're more strict about it. I don't watch him every day. I, I see that he does, um, you know, ride, you know, we, he's on the best horse a lot of times, you know, so he makes things happen and, and um, I guess he gets a lot of bias, so that's the opinion of a, of a lot of people. So I don't know. I appreciate his writing, you know, but you just don't want anybody to get hurt. That's that's the main thing. You can't cross the line. I will say this real quick. I'm gonna let CC take over here in just a second. But two quick things. I ride did win for you on on Oak Stands. We're talking we're talking about rough riding. Watch. I know you had the same feeling I did, and probably for much more obvious reasons. When he rode your horse to victory on Oak Stands in that opener, a distinct race. He came over a little bit on a horse that was coming up the rail on him, and I was a little – I held my breath that they were going to flag the inquiry. <laughs> so did you did you think the same thing? You know what? I did until I watched the head on it, and there was plenty of room. That there was room. Got, yeah, there was plenty of room, so he didn't. He But that's his job, to, to intimidate a horse from coming up but not take their room. And on young horses, sometimes you can do that. You just make it where – that horse did get close to the rail, but on its own. So, but when I watched the race, I was really nervous that we were going to get taken down. I was too. I saw it when you see it in live action, right? When you see it in live action, you and I saw it, and I was like, but then I watched him, like, and and I thought I actually thought it was there's bias because I was Cece and I were pulling for you, right? But there's also (laughs) bias in that it it was a good example of what he does where he doesn't cross the line. That was going to the line, line. Mm -hmm. and he didn't he didn't step over the foul line right there. So. No, he sure uh, didn't. I mean, it was a young horse behind him, and and uh, I think it might have been Corey on that horse, which rail rides anyway. Yes. And uh, so he's close to the rail, and that horse got a little intimidated by him coming over, but he straightened right out, and yes, it wasn't he a big, huge move, you know. So, um, yeah, he didn't cross the line because I. But yeah, watching it live, I was like, crap, they're gonna take us down on Oaks Day. This is gonna mm. suck. But no, he's very good at it. Uh, one one last quick thing. This will, I'll let either one of you answer. Both of you answer for CC takes over. We were just talking about getting rough row, blah blah blah. I'm sure over the course of time, no matter if you're male, female, old, young, you get rough row and you get pissed off in races. Did you ever after race? Did you ever want to beat somebody's ass, Mary Jo? Or did you ever beat somebody's it. ass? Huh? <laughs> I actually did it. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Hit us with the deets. <laughs> yeah, I actually did it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, like I said, I've I've been in some fights. And so, the little scrappy thing, without getting <laughs> yes, one of them I did, one of them I did win, but it was you know that was against another girl, which wasn't very fair because I grew up with brothers that. Real. You know, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, 
Yeah, it was, from what I'm told, it was something to see. Melinda Spickard, actually. I remember her. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's our horse ID now. Yeah. She's the the horse ID now. Yeah. She Mm -hmm. was there, and and it was two naked chicks in the (laughs) jock room, you know, and and they thought I was going to kill her. (laughs) So so it was, and I believe Gene Chalk was the head steward then, and he actually had to come in to the girls' room and, Busted up. Naked oh, girls that was a, ter- yeah. that that was a terrible was- job. Two naked women yeah. fighting. He had to break it up. He yeah, probably didn't right. get paid that day. He's like, I'm good. Exactly. Wow. Especially jockeys. Everybody's so fit. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. how about you, Michelle? I, I know. What, how about you? Do you ever want to beat somebody's ass? Um, You know, um, there was some times that we had words. I remember one time Jean Kruger was riding a race and I must have gotten his way or something and nothing horrible but he's the the little Frenchie <clears throat> he said we were pulling up after the race he said he called me a beach and you know in his little French accent you beach and uh, I was like I walked behind him I told him I was going to stick my foot right up his ass all the way back to France and he called me that again so <laughs> You know, it's so funny because you you ride with these famous riders, but you know when you're out there, you're 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 equal. You know, you're mm-hmm. doing your job too. And uh, boy, I was so mad at him. Yeah, I gotten, I never really scrapped. None of the girls. I mean, we never fought. Um, uh, somebody beat me up one time after a race. Uh, a, a male rider, but he's freaking crazy anyway. He what? What? He beat, uh, who is he it? Beat, uh, I, I still got a little life left in me. I'm, still, I'm, I'm actually an okay will chick. Will you take man. him out? He actually I'll take his ass out. <laughs> he actually apologized a hundred years later, but I still uh, accept it. Um, Do I know uh, it? Rider Sebastian Madrid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, oh. oh. No. <laughs> Don't even yeah. get me started on that guy. Yeah. Really? He, yeah. He whipped, I had a run in with him too. He's crazy. He whipped yeah. me after a race because he got in tight, and uh, I, I yeah. was trying to hold his trying to let him get through and he didn't have enough he kept pushing 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 his horse that didn't have enough speed to get in a spot and then we were all going into a turn and everybody was pushing me down on him and so he got pinched back but it didn't fall he didn't clip heels he just got pinched back and then he race rode me the whole race we were way back in the back of the pack he hit my horse across the face twice uh with his whip i mean he was absolutely nuts and i was just so shocked that a rider could do that and come back to the room and we were all watching the replay and he come in and he just started like hitting me in the head, but on the back of my head. So I couldn't prove it. I had knots on my head and but he got fined and suspended. And a lot of people didn't ride him for quite a while. He, people lost a lot of respect for him at that time. He was a really good rider with a really horrible temper. So and we always on. had a really good rapport. So I had no clue that he would do something like that. All right. So yeah. here's the deal. So I'm actually sitting home wearing a tank top right now, but I'm still rolling my sleeves him? up. Yeah, so, okay, CC, we're getting jaggers, we're getting rigs, and we're going to go cut a beach, all right? Okay, all right. <laughs> I better not see. What about you, Mary? Did you got a Madrid story before we kick it to CC? Oh, yeah, we were we were coming down the stretch in, the, in a stake. I think it was like the best of Ohio. He was riding the Ohio circuit. That's before he moved to Florida. He had to leave Ohio because of his attitude. And um, he hit my horse. Sebastian Madrid, he hit my horse across the face, and I mean, we were, yeah, he hit my horse across the face, and and it was horrendous. They they wrote about it in the chart, 
They did not take his number down. I finished second. He won the race. I was livid. I lost my mind. You have no idea how I was so. Did he try to fight you? Yes. Yes. When we got back in the room. Oh, yeah. It got really ugly. Hang it's on. a woman beater, obviously. So I wonder you, if we could pull those charts up because they wrote about it. They actually commented in the chart. In the, that's back when they put the charts in the newspaper, too. Yeah. And so and on top it. of everything else, he just he tried to fight a girl. He oh, tried to like, pick a fight with a girl. He's obviously he has no manners. I'm sorry. If I met him today, if I met him today, I'd tell him you have no manners. Oh uh, well, that's that, that might be all. That might be. I might do a little bit more than that. But with that, you're getting me all riled up. Take it away, CC. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're freaking crazy if you think I'm going to try to pick a fight with any jockey. I don't care how old they are. I, I'm not. I'm not going there at, at this point in my life. So I'm sorry. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of jockey fights, I'm, I'm trying to reach back into the Rolodex and in, in the back of my brain. I remember Julie Crone at the Meadowlands one night. This is back in the '90s early 90s or maybe mid 90s something like that she uh she was trapped along boxed in along the back stretch and i think she just reached up and just took her whip and just smacked whoever the the rider was to <laughs> to her outside right on the back and it was it, it was a pretty big story back then yeah. i cannot i never could I find anything on, on that yeah i think she got in trouble for that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's something you rarely. I, I think it happened at parks not too long ago. I think the, one of the riders smacked a, another rider with his whip. But uh, yeah, but, I mean, honestly, sometimes I would think for a female jockey, you got to do that just to establish, hey, I'm not here just to uh, to pick yeah. up a check. I mean, I'm 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 one of the guys too, right? Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. It just back then, I think when Michelle, well, I know when I was riding, it was you know you. Daryl Hare hit me so hard one time across my back at Churchill Downs. I used to, it was bruised. I was bruised. Oh. Bruised. Terrible. Bruised. Well, they used and, to try um, to hit, they would hit us, uh, you know, our toes. That really hurts when you hit somebody with on, on their toes you whip or across your arm. And you can't see that in a race, but you get nailed, you know. And sometimes it's not on purpose, but I, I've had it happen on purpose. And uh, it's just mean. They're, the riders were a lot meaner back then, I think, than they are now. There's so many yeah. camera angles and so yeah, much. Yeah, there's too many cameras now. Yeah, they can't do Those dudes don't know how to that. flirt. They're really bad at it. I know. Yeah, right. it used to be punch you in the arm as a kid. You know that that was flirting, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no. All lie. right, so, so you know, I'd say back in, back in those days, uh, you'd have 15 to 20 male riders in the room and, and – probably one female rider. What yeah. were the uh, the locker rooms, the dressing rooms like? Mine was a broom closet. Yeah. Yeah. Closet. yeah. Did they ever make any advances in that uh, during your careers? Uh, yeah. Did they I think people, yeah. River Downs actually built a, I guess it's Belterra now. They actually ended up building a pretty nice girls' jocks room, but I was on the, I was on the tail end of my, uh, my escapade, so I did. I'm sure they have nice ones now, but uh, you know, yeah. a broom closet is what it was. What broom closet at, at Gulfstream Park when I rode? It was it was it was better than it, it was really a broom closet before I rode. But um, and then Calder always had a really nice room. Tampa was terrible. Um, parks not so wonderful. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mammoth was nice, but yeah. It was kind of, it wasn't nice. Did, did you all do a lot of work in the mornings? 
Yes. Like, a lot. Everything. Yeah. We've got, I galloped, I galloped horses. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a lot of work. I remember Wayne Lucas saying he would never hire female exercise riders and maybe a female employees because they, he, I mean, basically he said, he said they came up pregnant. Did you have a, <laughs> some resistance, you know, when, when trying to find jobs like that from people? No, and that's all he has is women. Most of yeah, the time. that's all. That's, that's pretty much all he's got now. Well, yeah. yeah, he he came around eventually, but I, right. I remember back in the day he said that was always a problem because then then they then they have they to go on leave. <laughs> right, right, and then he he he'd be down employees. So no, no, never had that problem. If I wanted to ride them, I had to gallop them, and I'm sure yeah. Michelle had to do the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think We're Charlie sure. Whittingham kind of broke ground. Charlie Whittingham had a lot of female riders or exercise riders that he would use. He did, did, who was the, uh, who were the first trainers to actually give you a break? Well, my boyfriend was training at the time and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And he was just a, he, he been an assistant for a long time and went out on his own and <laughs> we're still really good friends, and I always ask him, "How in the world did you talk your owners into riding your bug girl girlfriend?" And, uh, <laughs> it was crazy. He's, he, but he did, and I so I wrote a lot for him. Um, I wrote a lot for like, gosh, Manny Totora. He was he's he's gone now, but he used to have a lot of babies that <clears throat> he. That's how I learned how to breeze horses. Was he loved to blow them out right before a race, and he said, "Put them on the wood." three eighths fast you can and got to whip or not whip and ride but got to push on them you know and stuff and and uh yeah calder we had a lot of two-year-old racing so um that's you know got to ride oh, i remember my first my second win i ever had was uh for bill kaplan and i was so excited because that horse was just a no bueno in the morning a little two-year-old colt and uh i go by every day and ask him for a ride and he was kind of like he didn't want to ride a girl bug girl especially and he's like i got a horse you can work and i had to work with his really good filly and i outworked her and uh he was like that's wow that's you know but the filly worked good so we came back the next week and finally he said yeah you can ride this horse and i rode him and the sucker won four and a half furlong and he come from last and blew by him like they were standing still and i was so excited the next day was my second winner and um had my little donuts to take to the barn and he said come on get on the golf cart let's go watch these horses train and and uh on the way he said you know that horse is going to be a really good horse and i just can't let you ride him again oh god (laughs) oh no (laughs) those are the things that happen you know when you're and it happens to the guys too but young riders you know you just you get so excited you're like yes i found one it was a you know piece of crap until i rode it and 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 then it it was too good for me. So anyway, and it took him about seven more races before he finally won. And then he turned out to be a really good horse. But the the key to him was he put uh, the best rider on him, and he saved ground and tried to go up in the inside and this and that. Well, when I went on him, I went around until the day that he finally went around horses, and then he, he I think he won the stallion stakes or something. So he was a really good horse, but he wouldn't go inside horses. So that's why he ran for me. Yeah. Manny Tortora had a horse in the Derby, I believe. Mecky, yeah. remember Alan? You remember Mecky? I do remember Mecky. It's a grass yeah. horse, wasn't it? A little bit. He, he eventually became a grass horse. He may have won the Arlington Million. Yeah, he remember. might have. Yeah. So, all right. So, give me your uh, your top five female riders of all time. Both of them. To that. 
can they put themselves in? Yeah, no. maybe we can come to a consensus here. <laughs> Rosie. Rosie, Rosie, Rosie was, yeah. I thought Rosie had a good shot of being probably the first female to win the Derby. Right. I think she was right on target to do that, and then she started having kids. <laughs> and she had a great life. She loved it. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome for her. I thought, was, you, you yeah. know, I, I lived with Julie. I saw her do some amazing things on a horse. Um, so Julie and Crone, obviously, and Rosie, she was awesome. Uh, Jane, or what's, uh, what's your name that rides that in, in, um, at Woodbine? Oh, Emma Jane? Emma Jane, yeah. Emma Jane Wilson, yeah. She was great. Patty Barton. See, I, I never knew a lot from that woman, yeah. I never knew them. Never I knew. learned a lot from her. She was, she was very, um, she was, I'll tell you what, she was, just, she was tougher than nails. She's you know, and I I I got to talk to her two daughters at Saratoga last year, and I told them um, I guess she doesn't remember a lot of people, but they said she remembered me, and um, yeah, I'd I'd love to to sit down and have a chat with her again. She was something else. Well, Patty Cooksey or Donna Barton or off the top of my head, you know, have you did Rosemary Holmeister? Huh, Mar- or Rosemary? Rosemary Holmeister. Yeah, Rosemary, she came behind me. She was, yeah, she did really well in her career. Very nice person, too. She was good. I just, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do. They know that. You guys knew Patty Barton was Donna, Donna's mother, right? Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, every one of her children rode races. Every, I think, what'd she have? Three or four kids, they all rode races. You know, it's, you, you know, it's dawned on me as we've been talking. We mentioned that you've been riding since 77, right, Mary Jo? Yeah. That means, and you wrote it, you wrote it, uh, River Downs. Yeah. You've written against Perry Utes. Well, well. No, Perry Utes. Can you believe him? He's, did he reach 5,000 yet? Yeah, I think oh. so, didn't he? Oh, dear. He's, he's at fifth of place all time. He's well over. That, oh, seven. good for him. What a nice guy. We've had what him on nice before. He's awesome. Guy. Yes, he is a good guy. Yeah. I never met him. He sure oh, really? Is. Mm-mm, never met him. Hard. He, he just achieved the fifth. Yeah, he's up in the. He just did that the other day, right? Fifth all time, time, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And it, it, it sounds like, Mary Jo, like you wrote against him, like, you know, when you were very young. So you would yeah. assume that he's very. No, he's actually, he was still, you know, probably in his 30s when you were riding against him, right? I'm oh. How old is he now? No, maybe in his 20s. He's He's 69. Still winning a no, ton of races. Is he really? Yes. Wow. Well, there's still hope for us. Yeah, y'all are just spring chickens. You know, get back in the you, game. The other day, one of my riders, bless him, he he just had appendix surgery, and um, I I texted her, Joe. I said, "Oh man," I said, "Jose's in the hospital. He's getting surgery." And she's like, "Rut Rose." She said, "Do I need to get my helmet out?" And I go, "Yeah." We always we always say that once in a while, and and she's like, "Never ta- mind." Did you take her up on it, Mary Jo? Did you do it? What? No. Did you take never, her up? Did you ride Michelle's no, horse for? No, Jerry would throw a fit if I did that. No, Jerry, he, he lets me know. I'll put you on his horses. I don't Jerry. need to do that kind of stuff. But I'll let you get on his two horses. Yeah. Well, fire me now. You know, no. one thing we we should mention here real quick, uh, 
it wasn't like these these ladies just won a couple of races. I think I think I want to say Mary Jo from I looked up won 130. I think Michelle you won 140 or so. I mean you guys you guys hit the winner's circle quite a bit. I don't but think that know, even includes uh, when I went to Japan because I won some races no. in Japan and I don't think that's even on there. How did no, they treat you? Um, well, at the bigger tracks, it was okay, but then, of course, we went to some bush tracks in the, in the final part of our contract, and it was a little, uh... They have bush little, tracks in Japan? I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah, it was a little rougher, yeah, it was a little rough. Yeah, try, you think riding a bush track's hard? Try riding it going the wrong way. That's what really <laughs> messed you up. <laughs> How was the money? Was the money okay, or what? Oh, the money was great. The money really? was really good, yes. I yeah. had a friend that went to J- Japan uh, to ride. They they invited her, and she got all kinds of cameras and gold watches. And I, yeah, I did too. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I took you on shopping spree. I was like on the first trip of uh, female girls. Me and another girl went over there. It was the year after Steve Coffin went. And, um, yeah, I was doing cooking shows, and it was it – <laughs> like yeah, it was – and didn't even speak the language. It was just absolutely an insane trip. Why'd you come back? I mean, it sounds like it was – Well, I didn't want to, honestly, because it was – I was having a lot of fun, and I was riding good horses, but um, they don't let you overstay your visa. Oh, okay. Other countries don't let you overstay your visa. <laughs> <laughs> they boot you. And I'll stop right there. <laughs> Yeah, no, they they yeah, you got the you got the boot, you got kicked out, paid me in cash, put it in a grocery bag, and sent me on my way. Really? Uh huh. What? Oh, you're not even making that up. That's legit. Okay. No, that's on the legit. Yeah. That, that sounds like some mafia shit right there. But okay, it's just exactly what it felt like. She's got so many stories. You could keep her on for hours. That's exactly what it felt like. Mafia oh. stuff. Cash. Cash. So. Injuries. I, now, I know Mary Jo has oh. intimated me before that she's had, she's oh. been under the knife a little bit. Uh, before I get to you, Michelle, did the injury bug get you a lot as much as it did Mary Jo? No, no. I was very fortunate. I had, I had a broken, I broke my hand like a boat in my hand, but I kept that a secret and rode anyway, which most jockeys do, right? And mm-hmm. um, so I survived that. And then uh, I broke my leg really bad one time. Um, riding a race and uh, I got flipped over that kind of ended my career I thought I couldn't get it I couldn't get it back together after I got crushed my crushed my ribs and stuff like that so it was kind of the end of my jockey career and um and then my neck messed up where I did it endo so yeah I had a few but I never yeah, I never you're had saying a, you didn't have much you had quite a bit <laughs> well it's really not as much as a lot of them get I mean you know, I was yeah, never, you're lucky. You only got your ribs crushed. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was only to. I never got flown in a in a helicopter to a hospital, but I've been to a few <laughs> trauma knock centers. On, knock on wood, Mary Jo. Let's hear it. What uh, you got? I mean, it's too. I mean, it would be too much to to talk about because you know the little stuff. I just rode right on through you the just little ride. fractures and things. Yeah, you just, you just keep on going. But um, the big stuff was the broken back and, you know, the dislocations, the dislocated hips and things like that. And um, concussions, lots of those. That's probably what's wrong with me. I have so many of those. But, I only have you know, one. And back then, they didn't make you stop. They didn't, you know, you no. could go down in a spill back then and get up and ride two races later. You could. 
As long oh, as you felt okay. Yeah. If the house doctor said you were okay and you said you yeah. were okay. If the house doctor said you were I went down in a spill at Latonia and I don't even know how I survived it. In fact, it was the, the write up was that I survived a spectacular spill and I rode two races later, had no business riding two races later, but I did. Wow. Dude, um, back yeah. in, when, when we were riding horses, they used to, if, well, I never did turn a horse back. If they were, I don't think I ever scratched one. I had them scratched at the gate, but I've seen a lot of horses that the guys would take back to their room to get another rider because they wouldn't scratch them. So yeah, I've, I've done that. I've tried to scratch them, and they just would. They back then they wouldn't scratch them. They'd just take them back and get somebody else that was that was uh, willing to ride. You, now you now you try to keep them in the race, and the jock says no, they're okay, and they scratch them anyway. So yeah, they don't have a lot of problems doing it these days, do they? No, it's changed so much. People don't realize how much safer it is than it used to be. It's it's day and night. It's not even really? like the same game. Yeah, oh it's, heck yeah, yeah, it's really changed, and for the yeah. better. For the better, I have yeah. to say. Um, but if anybody thinks that racing is not safer, it, it was the safest it's ever been. Right now. Oh yeah. I packed my bags one time because I I knew I was riding a horse that I really loved, but I knew he was suspect of going down <laughs> in a race. So I packed my bags for the hospital just in case I had to take my stuff. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Wow. I did. It's a true story. And the poor horse, honestly, he ran third for me that day. He was old class horse, and um, and and the next race, uh, I think up here, I was at Calder. They took him up here, and I saw that he. Snap both front legs off. Yeah, so I wasn't wrong. It just didn't do it with me. Oh, God. Terrible. Yeah. CC, you have anything else for him? Uh, Question for Mary Jo. I I know you said you started your riding career in 1977. By any chance, do you remember Old Miles Park? I never. No, I don't. And and I had never actually been to Old Miles Park, astonishingly enough. That was... um, we keep searching for people that, that had been there. I, I'm starting to think it didn't exist. What is it? Existed. I think Jerry's been there. Really? Yeah. I thought, he, I thought we're all, all joking aside. I thought we were all a little too young. Miles Park is for people who don't know. There was another racetrack here in, in, in Louisville, and it was down uh, uh, ten miles away from Churchill, going towards uh, West the West Louisville, End. Yeah, yeah the West yeah. Louisville, and it, it was. It, uh, it, it it closed in, in mid seventies at some point, I think. I think it maybe seventy six might have been the last year. I had always heard about it, but I had never actually okay. been there. Now Bob DeCenci is probably the person you want to talk to. You know, he's him? still around. Oh yeah, he's still around. He's doing. Yeah. He's he's still catching names at the yeah Lucas, catching yeah. names for breezers. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah, okay. there. Now he could tell you some Miles Park stories. In fact, I okay. think I've heard some of them actually. There was a fire there. Early fires rolled there. Uh, uh, there's a few other things and stuff, but yeah, there's there's a part of Louisville history that's kind of gets forgotten about with Miles Park, just like with the uh, Louisville Downs and Louisville Down, you know where the uh, track side is, right? The the training facility right. that used yeah. to be a very uh, hot harness track for about twenty five, thirty five years. So uh, things are going by the wayside. It seems like. History. History History. is forgotten about. Yeah, it's sad. Yep. I got a question. So we have a match race. We get two horses, okay? You you probably know where this is going. You get a match race. We get two evenly competitive horses, right? They're they're the same class. You two both ride. Who wins? 
Me. <laughs> Didn't even take the humble approach. Michelle, would you like to counter? I don't know. I write every day. That's true. You How would the pace go? I think you get scared because you had not been on a horse for so long. Oh, okay. stop it. And now they're talking really, shit. This is getting good. I can't believe she said Can you believe she said that? I tried I mean, to get you on a horse for the last how many years we've been besties? <clears throat> mm. I haven't seen you on one in a long time. Last time I saw you on one, you it might have been for Greg Foley jogging the wrong oh, way. Greg That's before Foley, we were besties. Yeah. That's before I think, we I knew you very well. I just saw you go by and you were like, There I am. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would get the lead? Who would get he the lead? Say we're going six furlongs. Who's getting the lead know. in there? It, it'd be a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it'd be a struggle. Okay, yeah. two and a half well. furlongs. Okay, the length of the stretch. I mean, Three. six years ago, uh, me and Wayne Catalano were talking about getting down and, and race riding together. You know, so I'm betting you and that when one. I and I would have taken him. I would have taken him then, and I'd probably take him now because he hadn't been on a horse in a long time. See, there, yeah. I got yeah, that. Yeah, he used to get on his own. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've got all that in me anymore. See, but, I told you, I'm the winner. I still get online. I, I probably know a few, a few, a few little dirty tactics more than more than you Michelle probably, does. I would, I would probably. You wouldn't chicken wing your B, your BFF, would you? I would chicken I would. wing CC if I needed to hit a pick five <laughs> or something. Yeah, in the buffet line, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how much money's on the line, right, ladies? How much money's on the oh, line? Oh, money does. Money's not our driving force. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, why that's why we're poor. <laughs> we don't. Do, we do it because we love it. We're still that's in the true. game because we love it. We're not. We're not getting rich in it. That's for sure. So uh, we'll wrap this up. But I actually am curious. I've never asked you guys. Uh, where, where did y'all meet? I mean, you're 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 from the Ohio area. I mean, that's where you rode at. You know, Michelle's Florida. By the way, I know she knew, but she was training in Texas. Blah blah blah. Where where did you guys meet at? Uh, where was my bar story. number? Forty eight. I think yeah. you started working for uh, one of. I think uh, I was trying to do some work for you. I wasn't doing much. I wanted yeah. to do some work for you. Yeah, uh, we didn't know each other very well. I think Sarah, Sarah, my assistant back then, told me about you, and then Lee Bentley and you were friends, and then uh, and you started doing some more work, and then uh, yeah, and then she, yeah, and we just became friends. It's been I don't know eight years, maybe more. Well, yeah. it's been longer than that. I think I think we lose track of time. Or oh track. yeah, we just I think it's been yeah. longer than that. Was she a slave driver, Mary Jo? Did you work? Did was she a slave driver? Um, I think she was just um, she. I didn't know her really well, and I didn't think she was very personable. Yeah, I thought she know. was. I thought she was kind of a bitch, but it turned out she was just <laughs> not very happy. <laughs> and, oh my god! More like a beach, right? More like a beach. Well, yeah, it was a beach. Yeah, and then you know she. I wasn't she, really. I was just quiet and not very happy. She was not yeah. very happy, so, you know. And here, here it comes full circle. Michelle, what's more exciting, to win as a trainer or to win as a jockey? Uh, for the longer time after I started training, it was still winning as a jockey because it was that connection that you had with your horse, you know, getting over the finish line. <clears throat> I think that was, it was, it was like that for a long time. But winning for, with my team as a trainer for my owners, yeah. put so much into it now and, just knowing my horses so well, you know, before it was just, I knew my horses because I galloped them most of the time, breathed them, and I went on horses I'd never sat on, but I felt that connection, and 
that was as a horse person, as a, as you know, that's really special to have that feeling. But um, yeah, as a trainer now, of course, you know, I, I, I'm a, not that I'm a great trainer, but I'm a better trainer than I was a rider. So, so that's more fun, you know. And more of a community thing, right? More people get involved, right? And you're the one, you're the centerpiece to it all, that you brought all that together, made a whole lot of people happy, made them some money. The horse does well, right? I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it was hard to she, hear it. She doesn't, she doesn't give herself enough enough credit. She knows Girl, I know. Better than anybody I've ever come across, and I've seen them all. She, she, she really, she's an incredible horse person and, and very hands-on and does an incredible job, and it just... She doesn't give herself enough credit for that. That's what that's that. what we're here for, Mary. Yeah, Mary. she does not. She <laughs> does a great. She's brilliant job, brilliant trainer. She it's really incredible to watch her with her horse. Yeah. Yes. Tell tell him, Cece, she's right. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a paid subscriber to the fan club. You are. Yeah. I yeah. pay for you. I forgot, Cece. Yes. Yeah. So, and we got to get our friend. We got to get our friend a horse too. Jeez. We've given you suggestions, but yeah. we, we'll get you one. We've tried that yeah. all summer. That's that's been hard. Yeah, it's been hard. Yeah. Oh, and I trade for you too, though. Or do we have a horse for you? Yeah, you do. You uh, you, uh there's a, I want an eyelash. You took a couple of a couple of brilliant. Yeah. Don't let go. And what's the other one? I can't remember. Is there another one? Oh, right. don't let go and Spider Woman and. Christophek. Um, I'll have to ask Christophek. I get confused. CC. Yeah. You guys don't even know what horses you own. I don't know what horses I train for you. <laughs> we had one win the other day. We had one win Johnny's Fireball one for us. I know. Day. That's awesome. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. CC, what else you got for him before we let them go? Yeah, one one last question. What what advice would you give to a young lady that's coming up that's, that would like to be a rider? What, what would you say to them? I mean, I think it's a lot easier now to, to get the opportunities. Not that it's easy, but there's people are they accept it more and here in like where I started I, I learned in Ocala breaking babies and I think that was a really good start for me as a as a whole to be a good horse woman you know or a horse person and um but there's so many opportunities in Kentucky so I would start on the farm and uh learn the basics not you know if they want to be a groom but a dirty a, a rider they want to learn how to you know gallop race horses it's so different the discipline of doing that versus jumping. It's a different seat, you know, and um, horses get really strong with you. It's just, it's different. So I would learn on a farm, a really good farm, and and um, just put yourself in the presence of really good people that you can trust that, that have your best interest in mind and and just be open-minded and, and ask people that are really good and try to find someone that's like a, Someone that you want to follow their style if you want to be a race rider, you know, things like that. And just got to pay attention and work really hard you know, and just surround yourself with really good people. Mary Jo, what do you I think? I think you got to start at the bottom. I think you I think that helps. That helps everything. If you start at the bottom, walking horses, grooming horses, the very so you truly understand a horse. Um, I think I think that helps. That's very helpful. That's and and she yeah. did that. She actually did that. She was Michelle was grooming. I had to groom. You got to groom yeah. before you can ride. Yeah. And 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 I think that understanding of the animal um, will help everything. And then just yeah. you know, I can, but they got jockey schools and all that stuff now where you can can totally skip all those steps. 
pretty much. <laughs> um, yes. You know how everything's changed, but yeah, it's. I I was lucky. I grew up with them. I grew up on a farm. Yeah, you grew up in the middle of. A, yeah, you grew up in the middle of. Yeah. Horse people are on the racetrack. I mean, I was stealing my dad's racehorses and this hanging a bridle awesome. on them and, and skipping school and, you know, riding them up the street <laughs> for the day. <laughs> Which is, in contrast, because, Michelle, you grew up in Georgia, right? Which is not exactly a thoroughbred capital of the world, right? Is that right? Yeah, I grew up in Florida and then moved to Georgia at high school years. And and uh, I was so fortunate, I guess, uh that there was actually a thoroughbred farm there. It was Doggood Farm, so it was a very good thoroughbred farm. I had no clue how you know how great they were in the business, but and I got a lot of good basic training at that place. And then I went to Ocala and carried on from there about six years breaking babies. So um, it would have been nice to be in Kentucky and been in the business from a kid, you know. But I don't have family in it, but um. You know, and it could have been any discipline. I just found racehorses, so I just I loved horses. That's the only reason why I do it. And now you've hit the pinnacle of your career, right? Yeah. But not just with now that you've been on this worldwide podcast, like we tell everybody and stuff. <laughs> this is this is probably the highlight. In, in fairness, lady, it's probably the highlight of both your careers. And it, stuff, is. So. it is. It well, is. Yeah. You got yeah, Mary Jo out out to yeah. do a podcast. What she yeah. said, forty years since she's been on any kind of radio. Forty years. The unfortunate yeah. thing is now it's all downhill from here, so I'm sorry. This is the apex, but <laughs> just kidding. We, you know, you know, we appreciate, we loved having you on. This was a lot of fun. Um, we could have talked for hours and hours, but I guess we do yeah. have some sort of finite end to it, right? Uh, but wasn't this a lot of fun, CC? Absolutely. Well, yeah, two of our favorite ladies on the backstretch. That's for sure. Aww, exactly. That's it, it's that's a tr- And plus, you know, we're both way too big to be jockeys, so we got to live vicariously through people like yourselves, right? <laughs> right. So, you 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 endure all the pain. We get to hear all the stories. So I mean, Mary Jo's got great stories. My stories are boring. They're just like regular stories. She, if you sit with her, I, I'm, I'm I'm amazed. I heard a new story the other day. I'm like, what? So <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. So this is we're all gonna go to Mike Lennings one night. Jerry, you're gonna go too. All right. Whenever we can all work it out. These I don't think these ladies have been to Mike Lennings. It's the perfect outdoor atmosphere. If the weather's nice, to sit back for a couple hours and you and you can. Uh, you can uh, intertwine with some stories, Mary Jo, right? You can tell yeah, my kids, yeah. tell my kids what it was like to be a little oh. tougher back in the day, right? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. can tell you some stories, yeah. Well, I've never been to that place, and Jerry talks about it all the time, and I know Michelle's never been. Where's that? We're going. We're... Mike Lennings. Um, Lennig. Oh, right. I Len- I, I, I'm sorry if I can't say it right, because I've never been there. It's a well, fish place, I think. We'll take care oh. of it. We'll take care of it soon. Yeah. Cool. I want to do it. Okay. Thank yeah. you, ladies. We'll we'll do that here very soon. And this is a lot of fun. I hope the people that uh, – the two to three million people that listen to this on a weekly <laughs> basis, I hope they appreciate it. I know Cece and I did. So thank you once again. Oh, awesome, thank guys. you. Thank you. Yeah. We get awesome. to relive our relive yeah. our <laughs> yeah. yeah. A trip down memory lane. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Appreciate it, ladies. Oh, thank All right. you. All right. Bye. All right. Now, hang on. Hang on. Hang on, Mary. Hang on now. Hang on. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. I'll tell you this part. Okay. Yeah, so so uh, when we first started the podcast, our, our, our sign-off was gambling money ain't got no home. But right. uh, we've, yeah. since, we've since altered that. We've changed it. To the uh, gambling. 
in honor, right. yeah, in honor of Jerry Romans. We're not happy until you're not happy. <laughs> Isn't it the best? Good night, everybody. Awesome. <laughs> don't leave, don't leave, y'all. That is the okay. way he wraps it up.